it sort of touches on <laughs> the subtle art of wrapping up a text conversation. <laughs> this, it's like a half-life. This text is like slowly dying. It was just like, uh, I'm not dead yet. Uh, I'm almost Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Oh, hello. It's Caller Day. Sure is. We always sure love Caller Day. Yeah, it's the best. I think it might be one of our favorites. I look forward to it almost the most. Almost the most. Mm-hmm. We are joined today by Nicole. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Do you mind giving us your age, your region, and your general predicament? Sure. I'll try and keep it uh, short, although I know you guys like um, specificity. Um, but my name is Nicole. I'm 27 and from the box. Okay. Area. Great. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. All right. So um, a couple weeks back, I attended a friend's wedding. Um, we met while we were both going um, to college and we had similar majors and majors. We were working in a restaurant together. Um, and we hit it off and have just kind of stayed close ever since. That being said, I've only met a handful of her family and um, her now husband. Um, so wasn't going to really know anybody um, at this wedding. And they were kind enough to give me a plus one and told me to bring along a girlfriend so that I could have someone to have um, to be able to enjoy myself. Well, it's a loose um, policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we, were, we were like, unless you are currently having a, unless you currently have a joint checking account, our, we don't want you at our wedding. <laughs> our rule was married, engaged, or living together. But yeah. so that's very, very loose, very generous. Yeah, very generous. Yeah, very kind of your friend. <laughs> I know. I I made sure to double check and um, yeah, they were very, very sweet of them. Very nice. Um, so we had a great time. The wedding kind of had a few hiccups with the weather um there was a thunderstorm um so there was a lot of it was supposed to be outside um we ended up having to go back in and out multiple times throughout the night um and therefore we lost a lot of time um and the wedding ultimately ended up kind of early however i was still able um to meet someone and it was at the dancing part towards the end um my friend was uh, pointing out to me that the best man um appeared to not be there with anyone and she was like you know he's pretty cute um he had a really sweet speech you should go in there and make a move um so I waited a few minutes he was headed over to the um to the bartenders which I had made friends with earlier in the night shout out to Oscar (laughs) um and we immediately started talking and he you know was like oh how do you know um the bride and groom did you go to school with them and I said oh no I actually went worked at the restaurant with the bride um and he was like oh so you're Nicole and I was like oh Uh -oh. I guess I am (laughs) I don't know (laughs) and he was like the bride told me so much about you like it's so nice to meet you um and so from there we ended up talking and dancing a little bit like I said the night ended early so a bunch of us went to a restaurant afterwards for some more drinks um we were able to kind of continue getting to know each other um there at the restaurant a few of his family members 
kept kind of making eyes over at me and um, came up to me and were like, oh, do you find anybody cute? And I was like, well, so uh, we'll call Matt. Matt seems very sweet and, and cute. And they were like, oh, great. It's mutual. Like, we need to make this thing happen. Um, is this a, and- is this, is this an Italian or Jewish wedding? I know it's one of the two. <laughs> Italian. Italian. Okay. Okay. I knew the it was one of the is two. An Italian, yes. Yeah. This doesn't have this. I know. Yeah. Let's just say it happens a lot at Italian and Jewish weddings. Okay. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. This will, would have been my first Italian wedding. So, okay, um, we continued to hit it off and we ultimately were talking for a lot longer than I thought. I thought it was only a few minutes. And then I looked over and my friend um, was, you know, kind of passed out in a chair, poor thing. So then I was like, oh, I, I got to get home. I got to bring her back. And, you know, he was like, oh, don't leave. Like, we're having such a great time. We exchanged numbers. He messaged me, you know, to make sure I got home okay. And seemed to be, in my opinion, um, pretty like open and forward with the messaging. Like, I feel like he wasn't really playing any games. Just mentioned that he was really happy to have met me and that, you know, he was really sad. Our time was cut short, but that just means we'll have to see each other again soon. Um, ultimately, you know, it ended up being like three or four in the morning. So I had to, to go to sleep and woke up to a text in the morning. And what was the text? What was the text in the morning? I'm sorry. Our time was cut. So cut so short. We should get together sometime soon. So I waited to respond. Uh, I responded in the morning and said, you know, I had a great time too, and was really happy to have met him as well. Um, and then he took a while to respond, but did say, you know, the bride really talked you up and you did not disappoint and just kind of like kept going with that, um, forwardness, I guess, um, whatever you want to call it, but it was quite a few hours in between texts, but I knew that the family was getting together the next day for a cookout, um, so I was trying not to go crazy, you know, first day. When you say um, the family, you mean the the wedding? Like it was still the wedding? Was it still a the wedding, wedding group? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, both families, like immediate mm-hmm. families. Okay. Had a, had a backyard cookout. It was also, it happened to be Father's Day. So they were all just getting together. So I didn't hear from him for a few hours. Ultimately, like early evening, he texted me and was like, Nicole, I'm so, so sorry that it took me so long to get back to you. Like, I'm not normally this bad with my phone. We were at a cookout um, with everyone from the wedding and all of our families. And I was like, oh, please, you know, you don't need to uh, apologize. I understand uninterrupted family time. Like, it's important, Um, which he seemed to like the message. He hearted it and was just um, like, you know, well, I just really look forward to getting to see you again. But again, that message took another like three or four hours in response to mine. So I work long days and very early. So I had fallen asleep. Um, So now we're into Monday morning and again, responded, took like half the day to get a response from him, was trying to like secure a day to get in person and go on a date or something. Um, but it just never kind of came up because the messages were so sporadic, I guess. And then I didn't hear from him for three more days, for three days. 
What was the last exchange? Yeah, I want to know that too. The last exchange. Do you have? Um, do you have it? Because if you yes. could read it, if you're not comfortable it, reading it, that would be great. Yes, I totally can. I'm just gonna start from the from the beginning, if that's okay. So, hey, just wanted to make sure you got home safe. Was from him. He said, hey, just got home from dropping off my poor hostage, which was my friend, uh, home. And he said, haha, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you got back. Um, home okay. Also glad I met you. I said, thank you for checking in. That's really sweet of you. Also glad I met you too. Um, and then he responded, of course, uh, not going to lie. The bride was talking you up. You didn't disappoint. But also, but in all honesty, I was hoping you'd stick around. But guess that just means we'll have to see each other another time soon. So then I responded Sunday morning and I said, oh, was she talking about me? I can't believe um, that she didn't mention you before. And I said, yes, I'd love to meet up if you're up for it. Responded um, a few hours later, said, um, you know, I asked her if any of her friends were going and she said, oh, you haven't met Nicole. Um, and then he agreed to, to meeting me, said, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So then there was the message I, you know, several hours later of promising not always being bad with his phone. Um, let's see. So the following morning, the Monday morning, he said, because I apologized and I said, I promise I'm not always that much of a grandma. And then I mentioned the comment about not worrying about family time. I understand it's important. So then he said, don't worry at all. I'm pretty sure I went to bed not too long after I texted you. I was so tired. Even today I was dead. How was your Monday? So then I responded with, you know, I can imagine it's a lot of work being in the wedding party. Um, yada, yada. It kind of went, I feel like I'm going, he asked about my Monday. So I said, I can't complain. I was training someone at work. So just a lot of talking, but nothing too crazy. So he said so much, um, the wedding weddings are so much fun, but so much work. I definitely felt some post wedding blues yesterday and today though, just kind of sad it's over, you know, that's good though. I'm glad you didn't have too stressful a day. And then I just said, oh, that's sweet. It's such a fun and happy time, especially with those two. So I completely understand. Um, and then I said that I was coming up on my uh, vacation. We had talked about that um, when we were together. So I said, I was really excited. Um, took another few hours to respond and just was kind of monotonous about his day. Just said his day was good, um, that he had to switch, uh, ended up finding someone to switch with him because he needed another recovery day. Um, so then I talked about my my vacation because I was going um, for a tournament um, with some friends that I, um, we play volleyball together. So I just said that we're going um, and that it's usually a lot of fun and, and that was it. So I didn't hear from him from Monday night until Thursday night, which and you were the last to send the message about the volleyball. I was correct? the last to send the message Tuesday morning when I woke up because he responded late Monday night. So then I woke up. It was like that same pattern. Um, woke up, responded, um, and then didn't hear from him. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, he's pretty delayed. Like, I'm not going to think anything into it, too much into it. 
And then another day went by and then another day. So then I was like, am I being ghosted right now? And I guess I was just more shocked because I feel like I'd expect that from a complete stranger that I would maybe meet at a bar or something like that. But I think I was just putting more stock into that. He was a family member of the groom and they're close friends and they talked so highly of him. And so how did it resume? Sorry. So no, that's all right. So I waited and I wasn't sure. I didn't want to reach out again in case I was getting ghosted. So I was, you know, reach out to a few friends. um, And majority were like, maybe he's just busy at work and just forgot about it. You should reach out. Just say like, Hey, what's up? Um, I was leaning on to the other end of it, of the spectrum, but ultimately Thursday night, I was like, all right, I'll just shoot my shot one more time, a quick little message. And then if I don't hear from anything, that's, that's it. So I ultimately reached out and just said, Hey, just checking in. Um, how are you? Which he did respond, um, a few hours later, and I was just going to read it again because um, there's not much to this. So then he said, hey, Nicole, I know I said I'm not that bad with my phone, but the last couple of days at work have been crazy. So I apologize. Things are going well, though. Adjusting back to the flow of real life. What about you? So then I was just like, hmm, I don't know. You might have to make it up to me. Um, I was like, I'm sorry. Work has been so crazy. Hopefully your weekend's on a better note. And then just said I was officially at my volleyball tournament um, and that it was has been quite the trip so far. So he ended up responding again very late um, and said, haha, no, I agree. I definitely have to make it up to you. And yeah, I mean, today wasn't too bad, but then I have tomorrow off. And that's awesome. How's it been so far? And so then I responded with it's good, hopefully. Um, you had some more time to recover. And then I just said, it's been good so far. Um, just had some trouble at the airport slash hangry, hangry friends, but now everyone is fed and happy. LOL. And then never heard from him again. And how long ago was that? Not that, um, three, three weeks ago. And just because I want to be caught up to date, I remember there was an urgency to your email. You wanted to have an answer. (laughs) So can you give us why? Yes. The reason why? So the reason why I, I was just going to leave it, moved on, you know, didn't get my reply. So I was like, that's my answer. But got a, the maid of honor reached out to me mentioning since the wedding went so terribly as far as like weather wise and function wise that they are all doing a second celebration a backyard um continued celebration (laughs) um which is not this weekend it's the next weekend so yeah so now i'm going to have to see him again Mm. and if you did have i mean i think we have a a gist of what your question is but if you had to distill it down to a formal question what would your question be how do you think I should interact when I'm there? Also, I assume you want to know Andy's take on on reading all that, correct? Are you sure yes, you want and to know like, my take? Are you <laughs> yeah, <ready>? no, and <laughs> I am. Listen, I wrote into you guys because I appreciate um, your feedback always, and I, um, yeah, especially you, Andy. I know. <laughs> oh, it's a tough job. <laughs> Someone's yeah. got to do it. I know that's true. So what happened was is 
And this is no reflection on you. This is just a chemist. This is a, you can disagree with me if you want. I don't think you're going to, but I think what happened was he was drunk and he was feeling really good about you and all sorts of stuff. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not disagreeing uh, with I you. I just want to make sure. No. <laughs> and um, when he woke up in the morning, he was like, yeah, I liked her, but not enough for me to really keep my, ga- my foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. And the rest from from the morning after the wedding till today, he's been at most tangentially interested at best. So what I would say is, is that forget about him. When you go to the wedding, treat him like Anybody an else. acquaintance without mm-hmm. prejudice, though. Don't go over the top with your coldness, because then yeah. it's just going to be you being small. Um, but I would say act like you don't give a fuck okay just say hello like oh nice to see you again how's it going and then you go oh i'm gonna go i need to go get a drink and talk to this person like just like you would someone you kind of know but don't really want to talk to that long but don't want to be a jerk to and that's it don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare hook up with him don't you dare do anything with him not allowed to hook up with him unless you unless you know, that's all you want yeah. and you're done, which is not the mm-hmm. case. Um, yeah. Based on the fact that you even wrote in and there is, I, I sense an attachment to the story from you. There's the family connection and he, he had heard about you and his, his family came and spoke to you. There was just a lot of these little isms that could feel like it's the start of something special and kind of serendipitous and, like a scene from a Mm rom-com. I think you need to shed all attachment to that because I do agree with Andy, whether or not he was drunk, whatever it was, it was not interesting enough to him to keep his foot on the gas. I also think the text banter played a role in this. I agree. Rather the lack thereof. I, I, I I was going to add something about that. I get, I, you can, I'm just going to, no, I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. It was very, very dry, playful, dry. Mm -hmm. There was nothing like, I didn't sense any flirting. It was just recapping. Like I did this today. What did you do? Oh, I did this. I feel this way. It was, there was no humor. There was no playfulness. There was no flirting. There was no nuance. It was, there was nothing romantic about those texts. There was nothing like potentially romantic about those texts. Um, and I'm not judging you. It takes two to it make does. a flirty text. Mm-hmm. But there clearly was no spark. Yeah. For me, I, it's funny you went in the drunk direction, which I do think you're right about. For, for me, I felt like with each passing text, I felt like whatever this had possibly potential to be was waning. Yeah. It went from like chub to flaccid very, very <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> um i there was one question i did have the two of you live in the same city i assume yeah not far okay so that was another thing what was the reason for not following up i wasn't sure you know when you meet at a wedding there could be some long distance happening there i agree with you there is not much happening here i mean honestly now that you say the drunk thing maybe i didn't even think of that that definitely could have been a play and it makes sense um but I was leaning into kind of like the messages just seemed like how's it going you know like mm-hmm. how's your day and I was like okay yeah you know where not, is this 
It was not going anywhere. Yeah, which it again was is dead not. On, it was dead on arrival. Those texts. Yeah, and and I and I don't want you to take that by the way the wrong way. When I say he was drunk, and then in the morning he was sober, and he was like, oh, it was there was probably like. He, he had an immediate connection, like he liked, maybe it was physical, maybe it was mental. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but whatever it was, there was something lacking. It was physical, there was something lacking connection-wise. And in the morning, he, his, he was like, okay, I'm no longer drunk, so I don't want the thing I wanted last night. And now the other thing that I think I would want probably wasn't there. I'm going to slowly back away. That's what I think well, happened. Yeah, and I, I think the thing you're talking about is reflected in those texts. Absolutely. The connection that that je ne sais quoi that makes it easy to banter back and forth and easy for it to be playful and romantic. I gather, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you do not possess with this guy when you are, when neither of you are drunk. Yeah. Based on the text. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. possible. And, and it, it, those texts read like a, like a murder scene. Like there's no question <laughs> about what's happening here. The, what, what I'm curious about is aside from the fact that he's, being distant and remote, mm-hmm. is there anything about him? Is there something about him that you really, really like? I'm glad you're going there because I was about to say, why do you want to keep exactly. talking to him? Yeah. I guess in person, I mean, I was definitely a little tipsy, not going to lie. In person, the conversation was a little bit better and it was a, like there was some like touching wow fireworks a little bit better no no honestly you're um i think i was putting more stock in that it was the things a bet- close family friend yeah like, i to be honest you know, if i'm because i'm, I'm putting myself it. in your shoes the things you were putting stock into were not necessarily your conversation with him but rather hearing that you had been discussed with other people yeah. and his family knew about you. And yeah. it, it feels like there's more there than yep. there actually is, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of smoke and mirrors. I agree. Quickly, scale of one to yes. 10, one to 10 physical attraction. What do you, what do you give him? Like a seven. Meh. Okay. Scale of one to 10, uh, everything but physical. What do you give him? The whole story and shebang. Uh, I don't know. I feel, I guess, Six. So you got I a six. Know. So you got a six and a half. If I said to yeah. you, "I'm setting you up with a six and a half," would you be would you be psyched about that? I guess when you put it like that, <laughs> probably not as much. I mean, it's from you. You're telling me. I'm not telling you. So yeah, no. I don't think there's a lot lost here. I think it really comes down to how you behave. Um, yeah. When you see him, and you need to give him what he gave you. Yes. Um, and that's it. There's Mm -hmm. no, you don't have a choice in this. You do not owe him anything more than acquaintance behavior. Cordial and Mm -hmm. brief interaction. And and perfectly pleasant. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't, yeah. Don't let on. Don't let on. Don't, don't, don't don't, just be, act as if it's like, oh, this is a family friend that I once met. And oh, yeah, how you doing? Okay, I got to go talk to my girlfriends now. Nothing passive aggressive. Um, he doesn't need to know that it got to you enough for you to write into a podcast over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely no Dear Shandy discussion. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the satisfaction of knowing that, in my opinion. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he even necessarily did that much wrong here, honestly. Yeah. I appreciate he that he, he didn't just... He was in a just... tough position. Yeah. 
Well, he could have done it better, well, but he was in a bit. The family connection makes it more difficult. For example, like in this situation, to be honest, ghosting right out of the gate would have been a more gentlemanly move, in my opinion, if he didn't have the family connection. Here's the thing. For me, what was lacking was anything getting to the point where something was being asked or like something flirty that would be like, hey, do you want to get coffee? Do you want to get a drink? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go to dinner? When things get to that point, then you can address the fact that maybe there isn't chemistry. It's mm -hmm. at this point, it's just this back and forth of like meandering texts that don't really go to go anywhere. I'm not sure what he should he have felt done. Felt an so obligation. He to felt an act obligation. Cordial, but he when he woke up in the morning, he was like, I don't know if I'm interested in that. So then he was in this no man's land. Yeah. And then he was just being kind of polite. Right. And then he kind of it just sort of faded off. I'm not saying that he did it right by any means, but I also think he could have ghosted from the get go or he could have just kept you sort of there was no like with a carrot dangling of like some vague promise of getting together sometime for far longer, which he also didn't do. It's kind of one of these situations, specific situations where there's really no right thing to do. I agree. If I was him, what I probably would have done was I would have had coffee with you. I'd be like, hey, let's meet for coffee. Let me just give it a second shot and see if there's a spark there. And then at that point, make it clear, like, you know, blah, maybe we'll see each other again. And that's that. But at least, I, you know, I followed through with the, you know, message I was giving the first night. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I would have done. You know what it kind of touches on, this whole scenario? Mm -hmm. It sort of touches on... <laughs> The subtle art of wrapping up a text conversation. <laughs> this thing, it's like a half-life. This text was like slowly dying. It was just like, uh, I'm not dead yet. Uh, I'm almost dead. And Nicole, you are guilty of resuscitating a text thread that should have remained yeah, dead. You, 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 you brought, yeah. you, you raised the dead. It was a zombie text conversation. Yeah. yeah. And we understand why you did it. We understand. Yeah. It's totally human. But I, I feel like in that kind of situation, just for like feedback for the future, mm -hmm. I would suggest letting the conversation wrap in some way and letting the ball be in his court to then ask you out or pick it up again and see what happens with that instead okay. of the sort of long, like just extended update on each other's days as if you even know each other well enough yeah. to care all that much. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I like both, but more dogs. Okay, got it. I, I'm a <laughs> she cat knows person. you well enough yeah. to make that. She, yeah. that, yeah. she, she hates cats. She's just saying that. No, for me. no, 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 no. No, I, I get it. But, but as as a cat person, I'm familiar with the, the ways of the cat. Um, if you want attention from a cat, generally speaking, you ignore the cat. That's usually how it goes. So if you think you're dealing with a cat, ignore him. That's my advice. <laughs> This guy's a All cat. Right. You think this guy's a cat? <laughs> yes. In this situation. I think they're just not that compatible. Yeah. No, that too. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying in general, in the future, I would say that if you're starting to get this feeling of, you know, distance and mm -hmm. non-reciprocation, mm -hmm. just sit back and wait. Yeah. Put don't, it on don't, them. Don't, don't go to try to pet the yeah. cat. Yeah. We're not saying ghost him like suddenly mm -hmm. stop responding to him but just sort of wrap wrap the conversation in a yeah like hope that works out for you like just Peace. 
Yeah, peace. Did you say peace? Peace. <laughs> Just give one of those. Like yeah. that's it. Just an emoji. Yeah, and then see what happens. That's one of those wait and watch situations. Yeah. Okay. Nicole, right. what were you expecting us to say? Yeah, what were you expecting? I was expecting kind of the on the lines of this. Um, I shouldn't be surprised because I listen to your podcast enough to know um, that kind of what you mentioned just makes perfect sense kind of hearing it from you. I think I maybe just needed to hear that to solidify what I was, my doubts. I definitely will not hook up with him and we'll keep it cordial. Excellent. Retain the power. I think you've already given him too much emotional emotionally speaking yeah you've got to equal the universe again yeah it's out of whack yeah okay nicole i hope that was helpful (laughs) it was thank you so much for taking the time keep us posted i want to hear an update after you go to this second i I want that update to be extremely uneventful (laughs) (laughs) very boring just like the messages <laughs> yeah. I want to hear the sequel to that string of text messages. <laughs> I went to the library today. <laughs> what did you read? Books. I like books. <laughs> oh, Nicole, you're such a good sport. You thank are. you so much thank for you. calling yeah, and good luck. We'll be thinking thank of you. Thank you so you. much. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Have you a great it. night. Thanks, you too. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that was a lovely was one. A hoot. You know, what's good about that is, you know, we could all laugh about it because there was never anything. Like, it's not like they, they didn't even hook up. Yeah. Like, it was never like they dated, they hooked up, or she slept with him, and then he goes. This is like the lightest, lightheartedest, lightest hearted? Lightest hearted. Oh, my lightest God. hearted. Is that it? Lightheartedest. <laughs> lightest hearted? Lightest hearted call. Yeah. Or situation. You're right. And actually... I maintain that the guy, sure, he could have done a few things differently, but he also, you know, he didn't try to just hook up with her because he knew she was interested and then ghost her. Like he, I think he honestly gave it a bit of a shot, but without alcohol in the mix and maybe not in person, that was a bad banter situation. And it was bad enough that I suppose he or and her too. No one was like, "Let's meet and no. see if what we had is still no. there." It never even got to that. It never point. got to that point. Yeah, I don't want to vilify this guy. Yeah, he's I don't not. Think... He doesn't fall into the ghosters of past. No. Like we've had some bad ghosters. This no. guy is not one of those. He did. He was in a tricky situation. You know, there was family connections there. He doesn't yeah. want to totally be a jerk. Yeah. Um, and he also, I think, had a good time and a meaningful connection, drunk or not drunk, yeah. that first night. And then it was immediately apparent the next morning that there was the spark. It was a, it was a cold. It was one of those like campfires that someone doused water on. It's mm-hmm. like in the morning, the cold mist of the morning, and you yeah. got cold like- ashen logs. <laughs> like he knew there was not even a spark. There was a spark like a mile away. It's not happening. Yeah. And she felt it too, but she denied it. I think more than him. I think his delay, he was kind of saying like in the first, those like hours and hours and delays, he's like, look, I, I don't, I I can't break up with you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absurd. I'm not going to end yeah. this. Like, I don't think we really want to be like best friends. Like maybe we'll be acquaintances. Who knows? We're yeah. not interested in that. 
like, I'm not sure what to do here, but you know, and I know that this spark is not here anymore. Whatever we had last night. That was the vibe of his texting. I think he was trying to like very gently be like, do we, is there anything here? I, I agree. And I think that really the only mistake she made was keeping it going. Like instead of analyzing why did he wait three hours to respond, she should have been like analyzed why he waited three hours to respond. Peace emoji. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just never wrapped. It just never wrapped. You got to wrap. You. It's not like when you have a text thread going with a girlfriend or a guy friend or even someone you're interested in. That's not just an ongoing life update, never ending text thread. So you don't think I was. You don't think I was too harsh, right? No, I. I think it's pretty clear when I think you're too harsh. Okay. I did not think you were too harsh. I'm just honest. I didn't want to make it sound like, you know, he was beer goggling. Like, it's just that sometimes when you're drunk, you think there's a connection that's actually not there. Yes. Okay. I, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. That's one of the reasons why people quit drinking. It's is true. Because they, yeah, they suddenly don't have, see things They clearly. suddenly have like a million terrible friends. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with me? With never-ending text threads. Yeah. Oh, God. Every, it's like I haven't had a single... I've been drunk every day for the last two years. I haven't had a single interesting text sent to me. You know what? I found um, many times... And I've been in this situation on both sides. Okay. Many times. I found that if there's not a flirty, you know, lighthearted exchange mm-hmm. in between the the sort of mundane kind of like what you do today yeah it's over like yeah. i've had those things where it's like you got to sandwich it in there you mm-hmm. if there's if it's not there there's nothing yeah so you wake up the next day and it's like immediately how are you doing what are you yeah, doing yeah, what are yeah. you doing today what are you doing tomorrow what do you do yeah, yeah. this afternoon like who cares well then you're like talking to your parents you're talking to a friend at best or an acquaintance no it's not even i think at that point you're talking to someone with whom you're so you so close that it is it's just boring. updates. Yes. No, you're right. You're like, we, like you've been married for yeah, 10 years and yeah. you're like, did you buy the groceries today? <laughs> yeah. We need milk. Like, did you get milk? I asked you about milk yesterday. It's true. It's so matter like, of how fact. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. You feel good? All right. That's it. That's marriage, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Everything. Every day. But I've had that before is what I'm saying. And I've always, when that first text is like, how are you doing? Like, what are you doing today? Even if that's the best they got, mm-hmm. like that's their version of being flirty. I'm like, this yeah. is over. Yes. For me, it's over. Yep. And it's over if it's over no matter what. Mm-hmm. This was always over. It was just a matter of how and when. This is the thing about texting. It's like when I was a kid, I always get into this. I, I had to call girls on a phone. I had to meet girls in life. Yeah. You know, like there was none of this texting. So everything I did, you know had to be that's true it had to be motivated yeah like there was true intention behind picking up the phone and calling a number high stakes or, yes you had to show up in yeah. person it's more of a commitment than just sending a text four hours after you receive one all being like, the more reason all the more reason that these texts have to have substance like you have to be like this is it we're not talking on the phone mm-hmm. i'm not seeing her face to face we are having this text. So this text better be money. Yeah. Like this better be funny, playful, flirty, sexy, like something, something interesting. Yes. If you're just recounting what you're going to do, what you did, how you're doing, mm-hmm. well, how you're doing. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> to her credit, after we wrapped with her, she expressed having a realization as she read it out loud. Oh, yeah. I love Nicole. Yeah. I thought she handled this whole thing great. Yes. And 
she expressed feeling like as she was reading them out loud, she was like, oh, God, like it would certainly it kind of became clear to her. And it's funny how in the moment and again, when you're sort of clouded by hearing that his mother had heard about you or the friend had heard about you or there was like, oh, oh, you're Nicole, blah, blah, blah. You know, without all of that noise, do the texts look the same? In you know, in retrospect, they don't. Yep. It's almost like as an exercise, if you're not sure about a text exchange, you should read it out loud to a friend and see see if it's still quite as magical. (laughs) To a judgmental friend. (laughs) Or come on to your shandy and read it to us. You can always read it to us (laughs) if you dare. Yeah. She was great. What a great sport. I loved it. I loved that she could take that. Some of these calls, it's like high stakes. Like it's hard. It hurts my heart to do this. But this was easy. Yes. Like there was... This was the lowest. This was like the the the, fo- the nickel slot machine. Yes. Like you, who cares? But uh, <laughs> even if you win, it's not big. But but still, what we told her was something that maybe she didn't want to hear, and I thought she handled it really well. She didn't want to hear, but she did know. Yeah, she, she knew. knew. I do think that the reading of the text message conversations, if the caller is open to it, is uh, a very a, a, a place for entertainment and a lot of. A revelation. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, because at first we wanted her to just read the last few exchanges, but she's like, oh, I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah. And we're like, OK. If and had, you dare. Yeah. Yeah. And th- you're right. That was extremely revealing. Yeah. She couldn't even get through it. She's like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, she- <laughs> you could tell she was like skimming. She's like, eh, and then we asked stuff about volleyball and I don't know, some other crap. She got self-conscious as she read them out loud, which really says mm. something about the quality of the exchange overall. She was great. She was. All right. (laughs) Nicole. Nicole. Big fans over here. I think that's a wrap for this call. I think it is. Moving on to the next. We are joined now by Layla. Layla, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Andy. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to to be on this podcast. I, I never thought I would be. Oh, so sweet. Uh, So would you mind giving us your age, your city or region and your story? Yeah, sure. I'm 21. Right now I'm living in Michigan, but originally from Texas. So a couple years ago, I was at my cousin's wedding. Um, And, you know, Daisy weddings, they're like four days a week long. Daisy is South Asian for those who don't know. And so I was at one of the wedding events and I see this guy and he's, you know, like tall, he's, he's handsome, um, really cute. And he's like, you know, hanging out with his siblings. He's rocking it on the dance floor. (laughs) And I think he's, um, obviously just really cute. Um, nothing special. Uh, I just kind of notice him and I think he's cute. And then after the event, I go home and I pray, uh, and I'm like, like, yo, God, like, please send me my soulmate. Um, That's actually an yeah. official prayer, isn't that? Isn't that <laughs> yeah. Yo, God. <laughs> yeah, yo, God. An official prayer. <laughs> give, give me what I want. <laughs> Standing. Sorry, yeah, I mean, anyways, there's like something about weddings that kind of makes you want to discover like your own love story. Um, Absolutely. And, I've been yeah. there. And I'm definitely like a romantic at heart and I'm a journalist, so I love stories. And so, yeah, anyways, so I pray, um, don't really think about it, kind of forget about the guy. And then a week later, I'm supposed to meet up with one of my friends. Um, 
and we were supposed to meet up in the morning, like around 11 a.m. And then my mom like asked me to run an errand for her. So we end up rescheduling and we reschedule for like the afternoon, like around 3 p.m., 3.30, 4 p.m. Um, and to the opposite side of town. So like we totally changed plans. And I get there, I'm running late uh, as I tend to do. And so I, I get to the table and I just sit down immediately. Um, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I can't, you know, sorry I was late. Uh, and then like 20 minutes into our conversation, um, I'm like, oh, like we've been here for a while. I should probably order a drink. Uh, and we're at Starbucks, by the way, if I forgot to mention that. And so anyways, I, I go um, up to the cash register order. <laughs> and this is like, it wasn't busy at all. This isn't a busy Starbucks, um, just a regular Starbucks in, in Texas, one of probably hundreds. Um, Not sponsored. And, and the guy from the wedding is in line behind me and he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, like, how are you? And I like literally freak out. I'm like, oh my God, this is probably the sign uh, that I was looking for. I mean, because what's like, what are the chances? It was like, I was in line for two minutes, maybe like a two minute window. And we changed uh, both like the time and the location of our meeting. And I like, when I got to meet my friend, when I got there, um, like I didn't order a drink immediately. So it just seems like really random, like really bizarre. And the fact that I had prayed for it earlier just kind of made me think it was a sign. And so um, anyways, uh, that weekend, I um, meet up with some other friends. I'm telling them about the story. They're like, oh yeah, like it's totally a sign. Like you should message him on Instagram. So I DM him, <laughs> it wasn't a good response. I like DM'd him something about hanging out and he was like yeah sure have a good semester like very clearly ended the conversation and then um later I see him one more time at my cousin's house and he seems like friendly but also he gave like more fuckboy vibes than he had earlier <laughs> um and I end up dming him again that summer like again like I'm like totally not the kind of person to like dm people I never do that like literally I only did this because I felt like it was a sign. Um, and, you know, my friends encouraged me, obviously. Mm. Uh, but that's like not really my personality. But yeah, I mean, anyways, it just seems very, very obvious that this guy isn't into me. And I know that. Uh, but like a part of me still kind of hopes and maybe wonders if he'll like he's endgame, like he's the person I'll end up with eventually. Um, because of the story that led to to you seeing each other again, right? It sort of feels like Fate. serendipitous. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, maybe the timing's not right now, but maybe, like, five years from now, ten years from now, like, we'll end up together. And I feel like it's preventing me from, like, meeting new people or talking to other people. But, in like, this particular me- case or in general? Because I remember the title of your email was, Help, I'm Obsessed with Stories. Yeah. Do you do you feel like this mentality stops you in general or just the the eggs you've put in the basket that is this guy is holding you back? Or both? I mean, yeah, this this has been a pattern with me. Um I feel like it's hard for me to get really invested in someone like without some sort of like fate 
story. And it's happened to me a couple times. Like there's this other guy I interned with over the summer. You know, I thought he was cute. He was funny, whatever. And we're both like from the same like Muslim South Asian background. I decided to ask my mom, like, you know, do you know his family? And it turns out like they used to be best friends. Like his mom was visited my mom at the hospital when I was born. And then they got into some random argument and they they've been feuding for years. Um, so I thought it was like a Romeo Juliet kind of situation. I um, invested in that guy. Like I liked him. And then, uh, it was kind of funny with that situation because I found out a few later, years later that he liked me. But when we met up, like he wasn't as cute or as funny. And he only asked me one question about myself. So I was like, Ooh, yeah, I think that's triple, it. Triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to distill this all into like down into one question, how would you word that? Yeah, like because the thing is, intellectually, I know that I shouldn't be invested. Like, I know that it's like, you know, like the story probably doesn't mean anything. It's more about kind of like compatibility and do you enjoy spending time with this person? But emotionally, like a large part of me just can't forget that. Like, it's hard for me to become invested in someone without uh, that kind of story and i don't know if that's like a function of me being 21 or (laughs) the fact that you can as a 21 year old you can recognize that is you're already well ahead of your years yes and you're right it is partially a a function of you being 21 and you should uh, to be blunt you should stop doing that and and i'll tell you why Aside from the fact that it's it's a very bad idea, you're usually when you meet someone, it's it's there's rarely an amazing story that precedes it. What happens, I believe, is that when you meet the right person, it naturally, because they're the right person, becomes a good story. Does that make sense? So I don't think you should you should look for preceding meeting the person with the story. You should look for the meeting growing into a story because it's the perfect person for you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I base this on my own experience. And when I was 21, I was dating someone whom I met in a very romantic, very storybook way. And I loved our story. But ultimately, that love story wasn't meant to be. And then I had other boyfriends, most of whom also had great stories. You know, it's sometimes you just meet someone on an app and that's great too. And it doesn't make it any less magical if you really are that compatible. But I truly have had other love stories that I think would rival ours. Mm-hmm. No offense. What? <laughs> Impossible. But I like, I, of course, we love our story. But if we weren't as compatible and didn't wind up together, it would be like, oh, yeah, this guy I dated. This was kind of neat. Yeah, I would have forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah. A story is only as important or it only has the weight that you give to it. And it really just comes down to the person. And I know it sounds trite, but, you know, we always come back to timing as everything. Maybe in an alternate universe, this guy is your person. I don't think so. He's not your person. Yeah. He's not your person. In this universe or any universe. So stop. Oh, you. (laughs) He's not your person. I mean, I personally think even if the, the stars were aligned, the way he treated you so dismissively instantly that story right, exactly. is, is you know, out the window. What does it matter if he's not going to make you feel valued and precious and 
like he also thinks it's a nice story. It, right. it cannot be one side. There was no spark. It would be one thing if you guys had this kind of uh, like really magical meeting. You had it's exchange at the wedding and you, there was a spark. And then like, you know, whatever, you DM'd him a few days later and he blew you off. Maybe then you'd be like, you know, there was something there. I know there was something there. Let me go back to it. Let me revisit. But I don't feel like there was anything. There was no real interaction. So it was all kind of you were mostly fabricating this romantic vision in your head, which is fine. But it it was it was invalidated by his response. Yes. And that's what's most important. And that's what needs to be focused on, because to be honest, and you're going to you're going to see as as you get older, <laughs> I don't want to ever sound like when you get older, but yeah. Did you realize, did you know that Shandy was such a bunch of dicks? <laughs> I just really feel like life is actually full of these serendipitous moments. It doesn't have to be with potential romantic partners, but sometimes things will happen. A great example is when we were in Tokyo, but right before the pandemic, I literally know one person in all of Tokyo, oh, yeah, one person. Mm. And we were there for, six days and with i didn't contact him because i didn't know him that well and then we were andy and i were on an escalator and he was on the other escalator going like this in a very busy part of tokyo and he's like charlene and it was just mind-blowing and if we were both single maybe it would have been like wow this is fate yeah. she slept with him anyway but <laughs> it's like, i got over it but you know what i mean i just think that the world is both very big and very small yeah. and Sometimes these things just happen and it's just like, whoa. And sometimes they happen in a bad way, like you, someone you wish you weren't seeing. And if I had to add one thing just to sort of give, give a little support to what I think you idealistically are looking for, I think if you're going to strive to create a story out of the meeting, um, I would suggest you try to meet someone offline. That, that would be my only recommendation to to kind of endorse your plan. We met offline um, and it was a very good story. And I have to say that the the women that I've dated online, it wasn't a good story. It was, it was just like, I met them online and we had a nice first date. Like there's no real story. So I, I think you're kind of stuck in this idealistic uh, mind frame. And I kind of support it if you pursue it realistically. And by that, I mean, pursue people in real life try to, I wouldn't say avoid internet dating because I do think you're really shooting yourself in the foot, but by not going online. Yeah. puts put effort into meeting someone in the real world and it will create a better story just by the nature of, of the meeting. I have a slightly different take because mm -hmm. I think you can meet someone online and have a really beautiful story. Sure. For example, my ex before Andy, we met on match. We lived in different countries and we became pen pals. We wrote these long, I think beautifully written emails to each other for like three months, every single day before we met. Little, we we little different than the usual way people meet online. Well, but, but that's I'll give my it point. You. It's like, even though we met online, it was, it became a beautiful story because of how we, what we made with it. Does that make sense? It, it does. But just understand that that's a slightly out of the norm, like writing beautiful letters back and forth to each other for yeah, a long but time. We didn't have to do that. Right. That's, that's my true. point. Yeah, we didn't have to true. go to email and write long emails to each other. Correct. We could have easily prioritized meeting or just gone to text or whatever. So in other words, nurture the like non-physical. There are ways to make an online meet mm -hmm. special. I think there are. Yeah, I agree. But that's besides the point. Uh, for me, I don't endorse this. <laughs> 
I don't endorse prioritizing the story. I think it's a, an accoutrement. It's a side dish. What matters is that you are, it's fully reciprocated, that those affections are, you're met at that halfway point. And then if you have a great story, that's a great topping. It's, it's icing or the cherry, all the things you would put on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Nuts. It's not that romantic. <laughs> Why did you go with like the least romantic? <laughs> Layla, that- how are you feeling? Is this what you expected us to say? Yeah, no, it's totally what I expected you guys <laughs> to so say. We're so predictable. <laughs> I don't know. Do- I guess it's just like, I, you know, you can know something intellectually, but it's hard to like internalize that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like- I, I'm not jealous that you're 21 and that online dating is what it is today. I'm not envious of that at all. I think that might be one of the reasons why you crave that so badly is because the norm has become just swiping. Mm-hmm. I actually think there's tragedy in that, to be honest, and how people don't speak to strangers anymore. It's sad. And I can see how you're at a wedding, you see a guy who you think is cute. I can see how you would kind of want to make something out of it that it's not. Nonetheless, to me, the second you said he was dismissive, it's like, put a lid on it. It's over. And hopefully that, instead of inspiring you to seek stories, should serve as your the poster child example of why you shouldn't. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. He also, he DM'd me like later randomly. I'd posted a book on my Instagram story. This was like literally a couple months ago. Um, and he was like, what's the book about? And I'm like, you totally could have just looked it up. But then like, again, there was like no conversation. So I've, I'm a little confused. He also like, he views my Instagram stories regularly. I, I don't know if I'm reading into it too much. You're reading into it. Okay. You are. I'm just being honest. Don't you agree? Yeah. I'm just so like, it's. It's mo- what they all do now. It's what everyone does. Modern times disturbs me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fearful. Yeah. It's just so strange how things work these days. But I will say, disregard, He's you already made enough moves with this guy. If the story yeah. wants to develop, then let it come from him. But I admire your idealism. Me I too. admire this goal of yours. I, I really do, too. do. I think it's actually really it's sweet. It's beautiful. Yeah. But don't let no story involved hurt your chances of meeting the right person. You meet the right person, the story will come. And make stories in the rest of your life. You have plenty other areas of your life to have good stories. I wouldn't put so much um, so much restriction on meeting a mate because it's it's damn hard, you know, even without having any rules. Also, I'm just gonna say, at 21, you are shouldn't you, be meeting a mate anyway. <laughs> yeah, are you are you really gonna meet your like forever partner? You know, maybe, maybe you will, but do you really want to? That's a whole other whole other thing. Yeah, you are pretty young. Uh, so, so put less stock in that. Just try, yeah. I would, I would focus more on the compatibility and yeah. f- learning what it is you even want in a relationship and a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, take it, take it real easy. <laughs> yeah. <You're> relaxed. <laughs> I feel like this while. was the most predictable dear Shandy yeah. answer of all but time. Th- in all fairness, <laughs> she, she knew what was coming. Yes. And I love, love, love that you're like, maybe this is a function of me being 21. Cause I do think <laughs> it's a factor. I wish at 21, I could say that. At 21, I thought I was like 80. I was like, I know everything. I know in, the, in a bad way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew nothing. In a know-it-all way. Yeah. I knew just enough to be in very bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. I mean, I think it's also like partly because my parents have like a similar kind of like amazing serendipitous story. 
which is maybe why it's been like drilled into my brain that you know we sh- I should also have one um but yeah <sighs> the dating it's it's tragic you're you're in a dating climate that doesn't really support that as the norm I think I do believe that if you are your nature is to want this then the person you meet it will happen naturally I believe that that you will attract someone who wants a good story in meeting well. a partner. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. And will romance her. Yeah. And and vice versa in a way that it does turn into a, a beautiful yeah. story. Yeah. Sometimes the way you project to the world, the world projects back. So you will, I predict, you will, unbeknownst to you and in in no way because of anything you did, you will have a great story. When it comes to the guy of your dreams, whether you, you like you it or meet, not, <laughs> that you will meet on May 17th, 2024. That's another. Did I tell you we're psychics too? This is another thing we're starting, right? Is it? Sure. We're doing that? Okay. I'm put it you do my calendar. <laughs> Layla, thank you so much for calling. I just love your question. I thought it was really yeah, touching. It's a really nice question. I like it too. No, you're kind of an old soul. You belong old almost in soul. a different era. Yep. Go back to like maybe 40 years ago. And you'll be all set. Even 10 years ago. Yeah. Just before Napster, pretty much. That's that's where I cut it off. It's more than 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's no, it's like 20 years. Napster. She probably doesn't even know what Napster yeah. is. Napster. Do you know what Napster is? Napster probably happened the, the no. day she, <laughs> she was. Know. No. <laughs> I'm the oldest man in the world. Sorry. That's terrible. Layla, thank you so much for joining us. And I would say chill chill on that front <laughs> let if it happens it happens it cannot be forced agreed well yeah thank you so much guys i think i i needed to hear it um so i appreciate it we okay. enjoyed it okay good. thank you and and good luck thank you bye, bye. Oh, that was I, I feel i feel bad i f- i feel bad for young people dating in today's climate who want to meet cute, who want to meet out, who want something like that to happen. And it's just, it's such a dying art. The dying art is strangers meeting and, right. and I don't know, which, hitting it off. Which usually involves some story. There's almost always, even if it was just like you met at a bar, like nothing special, just walked up to the bar, met someone, it's still a story. There's still yes. something there. Yeah. The, the, the internet, and every time I say that word, I have to think of a new word that makes me sound less old is there another is there a more cool word for the internet the internet there's nothing i think what makes you sound old is the fact that you're pronouncing the t the internet (laughs) yeah the internet the internet yeah no the internet you can pronounce the last t the internet oh the internet yeah. Oh, as opposed to the internet. Saying the internet makes you... Oh, I see what you mean. It sounds like the wide world web. It's like There's a lot of too much stopping. Or it's like putting the in front of things that don't have yes. the. Yes. That makes you sound old. Yeah. I've started to do that. <laughs> anyway. so The um, internet. Anyway, my point is, is that it, it makes it next to impossible for there to be any sort of fun, spontaneity, good stories, like real life, you know, and it sucks. Yeah. It's such a domino effect. Knowing that at your fingertips, you have all these options of people who are single and looking, it just makes you super risk averse. Why would you put yourself in the line of fire of rejection in real life? A hundred percent. But it also, it, it sucks out any of the magic. Yeah. 
of how people meet in life. It Absolutely. sucks it out. Instantly. It just makes it like cold, calculated, and algorithmic. I hate it. But I will say this. I share, very seriously share her desires. Or I, I shared her desires. Yeah. I always wanted, I was, the girl I was, um, sorry, two two girls before you. Two girlfriends? <laughs> two or girlfriends two girl? before. My ex-ex-girlfriend, I always was upset how we met. This was online. And I was always, you know, I was, I, it was a good relationship. Yeah. And you were I was, together I was for thinking two of, years. I was thinking of maybe even marrying her, but yeah. it was like, I always was, and believe me, this isn't the reason why I ended, but it was always like this kind of like tiny pebble in my shoe. Like, I'm like, oh, I wish we had met like kind of just at a thing or something. What I really do believe though, that when you do meet the right person, there is a story. There's always a story because mm -hmm. it's, it's a meaningful event. You know, you, even if there is no story, you make a story, it just happens. But I feel for her and I feel bad being so hard about the advice because I too was exactly like her and not at 21 at like 31. 41. <laughs> so well, I get that's it. Interesting. I think that's sweet that you were like that. I don't think I really shared that. No, I know. You know me. I'm so obsessed with being understood and feeling that cerebral connection, yeah. but the connection in all the ways that I was like, I don't care how I meet the person. What I care about is that. Yes. It's just a means to an end. I, no, I agree. I've just always been a hopeless romantic. That's just who I am. And now I'm unhopeless, I guess, because I found you. I'm un, I'm uh, de hopeless. hopelessly romanticized. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've banished that curse. Anyway, we do respect her pursuit. I just want it to be as firm as possible because it's not something she should be doing right it's now. It's not something you should prioritize. I think no. it's something that you appreciate. Like I said, a really great side dish. It is not the main course. No. It does not matter in the in the grand scheme of things. Other than when people ask you how you met, which they will, you can be like, eh. You can always lie too. Just make up some True, story. Make up could. any story you want. True. But you could be like, eh, we met on Tinder. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I, I've met people who are like, eh. And you know what? Knowing knowing how the world's moving as fast as it's moving, there may come a day not that long from now where if you say you met on Tinder, they're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Because it'll be already so old. It'll obsolete. Be like so obsolete. It'll be like meeting at like a square dance. Or that's something. true. Maybe it's possible Tinder's already heading in that direction because now everyone meets via DMs. Right. You never know. Things mm -hmm. move fast. They do. Anyhow, good stuff. Yeah. I liked that question. Yeah, me too. If you guys liked what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy afloat by liking, subscribing, and hitting the notification bell. Giving us money. <laughs> According oh, to Andy, giving us yeah, money. Give us, give us money. <laughs> uh, leaving yeah. an iTunes review, leaving an iTunes rating, uh, following us on Instagram, where you can hear updates to questions like the one you heard just now. And I think we can wrap there. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.